Welcome to the Alpha Dude Podcast with Michael Pulser. What would it be like if you knew that you were unstoppable and you could live life on your terms? Better yet, how good would it feel knowing that on your deathbed, you had fulfilled all your potential and more? Life on Earth has a beginning and an end. It's what you do in the middle that counts. Let's look at how to make that part even better. In the old days, they used to have a saying, the more you know, the better off you'll be. And if you go back before we had information so readily available, before the internet just blew up, it was kind of true. I mean, if you wanted to be an expert in any subject, you'd have to do a lot of research. Recently, I rewatched that old movie, October Sky. It was about the boy who invented a rocket and he desperately wanted to enter and win the science fair in order to get a scholarship to get out of this town where it was almost guaranteed that as soon as you graduate, you just work in the coal mines, unless if you're fortunate enough to get out. And basically the only people that would get out would be from time to time, some jock or athlete would get a sports scholarship and get out playing football or whatever. But the problem was this, he was inspired by watching the Sputnik and afterwards he started to learn as much as he could about rockets. But around that time, it was brand new technology. So there weren't books available in the library. There certainly wasn't any internet. So he had to look really hard in order to find out all the stuff he needed to find in order to be successful in this venture. He goes on to make friends with the geek who teaches him all about rocket science. And from there, he also learns the mathematics that's required from rocket science. And I won't give any more of the story away, but it's an inspirational, true story that highlights one important fact to me, that back then, knowledge was king. If you knew what you were doing, you would just have so many opportunities. However, today, knowledge and learning is just so readily available. Just take one medium. Let's look at YouTube. You can learn countless things on YouTube. And a lot of people, probably myself included, would recommend it as a source of learning and inspiration. The problem is this though. There is so much out there. It's easy to get overwhelmed. And not only that, the quality of information varies. And that's not to say that things are always bad qualities. Things are so specialized now that something that's extremely useful for one person in a situation will be absolutely obsolete for the next person. So discernment is key. And that's why as a consumer of information like yourself, I was actually really reluctant before I put out anything of my own because I just didn't want to add another piece of rubbish to the huge garbage pile of information that's out there. I don't want to repeat what everybody else is doing. I want to do something different, have a new contribution if I'm going to contribute something at all. That's why before creating and perfecting the system, I made sure it fit a few filters. Firstly, I went about reading over those thousand books that I talk about. And it was an amazing experience because a lot of that was repeating stuff that I already knew maybe going through three or 400 pages of one particular book and just getting one or two small, subtle pieces of information 
and sometimes not even that. And while it could be argued that this was a waste of time, it did have its applications. And that allowed me to see the subtle differences and the changes. Stage two was I would get all that information that I learned and apply it to the real world, whether it's jobs and careers, working with other people, helping others in therapy, and of course, applying it to myself and checking to see if the results were short-term or long-term or both. This was under the motto that theory must never overtake practical application. And finally, the last stage would be how the content is packaged. Is it packaged in a way that it can be utilized immediately without lengthy theories that are forgotten when it's time to act or overly simple approaches that do not cover all the bases? This was largely done by taking into account the human mind, the unconscious and the conscious mind's capacity to process information, allowing for flexibility and adjustments required in real time. And only from this place, I started to publish things, whether it was podcasts or books or other mediums. And there's no better feeling than getting those feedbacks where people tell you that what you've done has actually made a difference. And that's what it's all about. But for this episode, I want to focus on what you can do with all the things that are coming at you. We've talked about YouTube. You're listening to a podcast right now. There's books, there's courses, there's so many different avenues. You don't even have to be told this. Now, one of the things that comes in my email box, and don't ask me how, you know what it's like with email. You just get all this spam. You get things that you must have accidentally subscribed to at some stage. But I get this letter from Quora, and it gives you information on the topic of psychological strategies. Basically, People write in a question and others answer. I think it's like Reddit, but I don't really use it. I think I clicked on it once and then suddenly I get all these messages that pop in my email about three times a week. Now, I would say that most of the stuff that I get is spam. A lot of the stuff that I get is generic and occasionally I'll get something that's quite interesting. The funny thing though is that whenever there's a good answer, it's really long in order to engage the reader and subsequently you're left thinking how could I actually apply this to my life? As I said with stage three it has to be packaged in a way in which it's readily available. So if you've read self-help before, if you've got some background in it whether it be through other podcasts, through audiobooks, through YouTube, through whatever medium that you've used before, then you yourself will have a similar process about weeding out the good and the bad and trying to make your own way. What I would recommend is that we focus heavily on the stage three of development, which I talked about, and that was making the package accessible. In the personal upgrade system, there are basically four aspects which take care of everything. And I call it an upgrade because you can actually use whatever knowledge that you have and incorporate it in the system. Let's say you've got amazing communication techniques, then you'd simply file that under amplitude, or you've got life hacks and strategies, well that goes under aptitude. And then whenever you need any of these things, you just recall which section it's under and it comes to mind automatically. And as you are aware of neuroplasticity, 
new connections are formed, the more often you carry out the action. And that's why reading something like a random Quora post, I think I'm saying it correctly, correct me if I'm not, Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. So if you're reading one of these random posts and it's got 10 tips on how to make your life better, it's a tricky prospect. My advice would be to have the strong foundations, like in personal upgrade, and then from whatever foundation that is, build upon it. That's why people who say that their life was changed just by a quote, not always but usually, will probably forget that quote once the inspiration is gone. Whereas if you had that strong foundational base and you found that most amazing quote that changed everything in your life, then all you would have to do is just remember that quote, see which part of the system it fits into, and then it will be accessible for long-term changes. So let's go look at Quora again. What are 10 professional life hacks? This is just one random one that popped up when I searched my emails. And we give thanks to Goro Majima, who is the answerer of the question. And that's the other thing. A lot of these answers are very cultural dependent. Sometimes you'll get an answer from somebody who lives in a low socioeconomic circumstance and their information is absolutely gold if you're in that situation. But if you're in the opposite of that, using their information might work against you. So as part of discernment, take into account who is teaching you the stuff. She goes on to say, number one, never ever joke about a person's intellect, body shape or career because this creates resentment. Common knowledge, but a good refresher. Number two, don't speak openly about your achievements. Let others find out naturally. The wow impact will be greater too. I like this piece of advice, but it's interesting. You'll find other authors like Robert Greene, who writes Mastery, and they say that if others aren't aware of your achievements, then you'll get overlooked. So you have to find a way in order to show them off. Reading multiple sources will help largely with your discernment. Number three, if someone pays you a compliment, accept it and say thank you. Don't be overly humble and reject the compliment. Good advice. Don't ask anyone, can you help me with this? Specifically delegate a person. Now this is good business management. Number five, use praise strategically. Don't give it too easily, but deliver it when it's well-deserving. We've talked about this in our podcast before. And that's also good advice. Number six, deploy punishment tactfully. You don't want your subordinates, if you're in a leadership position, to be discouraged by constant scolding. This is also good advice. Number seven, sound decisive. Don't ramble, mumble, and use um and ah excessively. It makes you look less competent. Number eight, don't complain. Number nine, if you're good at a particular skill, never do it for free. And number 10, Master your craft. Stand out from the others. Be irreplaceable. So nothing groundbreaking here. I'm sure that if you were asked a list of what are 10 things that professionals can use as life hacks, you could come up with a similar list or maybe even better. And depending on where you are in your life at the moment, certain parts will speak to you more loudly than others. So let's say that you're working for some boss who 
who doesn't appreciate what you do and you have a particular talent, let's say it's in design for argument's sake, and your talent in design is overlooked. In fact, it's a given that you just design things because you're good at it. However, your job role is not actually in design. Now, if you were the person in that situation and you read the list and you came up to number nine, if you're good at a particular skill, never do it for free. It's obvious. That'll speak to you. So be aware of where you are in your station of life. And if you're oblivious to it, just find out what speaks to you. And usually that'll tell you where you're at. And from there, if you can see that advice as helping you out, just implement it, but do it in a systematic way. And point nine would fit nicely into aptitude. That is basically a skill set. And then associated with that skill set of design, you'd say, well, my condition is that I won't give this away for free anymore. And then you can utilize other aspects in order to deliver your message strongly to your employer and just show them how you've been giving this away for free. It's not in your job description. And you'd either like to have a promotion or some reimbursement or some other arrangement where you're no longer doing things for free and essentially being used. And something like this, a Quora post, could actually change your life significantly. So this sounds like a lot of work. Why don't I just read this and say, yes, I need to not give away my skills. I'm going to talk to my boss tomorrow. To this, I would applaud you and I'd say, go ahead. Action is way better than just thinking about it. However, if you have a systemized approach, then when you approach your employer, you just won't go in and say, hey, I've been doing this for free forever. You guys can't use me anymore. The outcome of such a conversation rarely goes as you'd expect. But if you have solid principles behind it and you have other things that you've learned, you can then incorporate it in the way that you communicate. You'll say, all right, when I talk to my boss, I'm going to use my altitude, my body language in the way that I talk to them, the aptitude, show them my skills, the amplitude with my communication and all of the other factors, thus making your chances for being successful exponentially better. So that's my approach. In this age of information overload, it's not only about what you know. Sure, if you don't have the baseline knowledge, then you fail. But having that knowledge is so readily accessible that you owe it to yourself to go out there and to learn as much as you can about whatever you need to and whatever you want to. Use some sort of systematized structure to learn all the things that you come across, otherwise they'll be fleeting thoughts. And when you come across something that speaks to you, just be aware that it's often situation dependent. So in our last example, if you do take on point nine and you say, I'm not going to give away my particular skills that I'm good at for free ever again, then you move from the context from work to family and you're not there to help your family out. Well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I'll leave you to decide that. But personally, I'd recommend something like this specific to a situation only, such as work in order to become more successful in your career. And then in your personal life, for sure, you have others in your life 
don't get walked on by giving everything that you have without anything in return. But on the flip side, don't hold back all of the things that you have just because you think others owe it to you. The concept of love is simply that you give because you want to. And if you're in a situation in your personal life where you find that's not the case, that's probably a time to be discerning and to evaluate why that is the case. I hope this episode has been useful. It's gone down a few tangents. So take the parts that speak to you and start to apply it in your everyday life. I'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.